Welcome to the Getting Unstuck Podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Welcome, friends. We are talking about social media today, specifically four steps to having a healthy relationship with social media. Because like so many of you, I have this love-hate relationship with social, right? Some of you who are listening found me through social media. Some I have beautiful friendships that have come from people who I've met through social media. And it can be a great thing, but there are some really subtle ways. We all kind of know the big ways it can come in and disrupt things, right? But there are also subtle ways that it can start to hurt your mental health and steal your peace. So I'm going to highlight a few of those and then talk about four steps to being on social media and enjoying some of social media while also having a healthy relationship with it. So I did this experiment myself the other day. I was like, let me just get on Instagram for five minutes and see what happens. (laughs) So in that five minutes, I pretty much figured out that I should be sending my children to private school. And I started questioning that my children went to public school. I learned that self-tanner is basically killing me. I saw someone who I didn't know very well, and they're really sick, and I kind of went down that rabbit hole for a minute. Um, Someone had a family member die, and so I was looking at that, and I learned that motherhood is really hard. I got a message that motherhood is really hard. And so I came off of social media feeling um, just not great. I kind of felt drained, kind of depressed, Um, It just wasn't great. So what was really happening in there? Well, we all know comparison, it can be a problem with social media, right? You see somebody on this great vacation or everything looks perfect in their life. That kind of comparison we're sort of familiar with. We've heard about that. But there's also this type of comparison that's really more like seeing something that makes you question your life choices or doubt your life choices, or think I must be on the wrong path. So in this case, I saw a friend, a a pretty good friend post about her daughter and graduating from this, her private school, and it looked so wonderful. And so I wasn't going, oh, I I wish I had her life, but I was going, hmm, I, I don't know about like, maybe, maybe my kids would flourish more if they were in private school. Maybe that's the answer right now. Like I really, instead of just, if you had seen that person in, in real life, I probably would have seen some pictures and just like celebrated with them. But because you're on social media, you have this moment, you can go, well, what school is that? Oh, let me look up that school. Oh, wow. That school looks really big, uh, really great. Uh, can I afford that school? Like you can go so far down a rabbit hole really quickly. Similarly, the self-tanner thing. <laughs> so I'm reading this, you know, this helpful informational thing about self-tanner. I want to know if there's something in self-tanner that's not good. I'm like, you know, that's good information. But how far down that rabbit hole do I really need to go, right? And that account also had information on 
you know, water and what's in our water and chemicals and all these things. So it was, it was quickly down that rabbit hole of like fear about toxins and what I'm putting in my body. So while yes, information can be helpful, it can also send you down a rabbit hole. It can kind of become this idol where you can't stop looking stuff up. You just keep going and going and going because it's just a click away, a click away, a click away. Suddenly you're convinced that you're dying and you can't sleep. Okay, and then I did see that someone did die. Or if you see that someone's sick, it can be easy to kind of go down that hole because sometimes people will chronicle these things, right? And and it can be, you know, if this is someone who's really close to you and you want to stay up to date, that's one thing. But if it's like an acquaintance from high school and you're not really connected to that person in any other way, and now you are investing in their well-being that you don't really have capacity for, now suddenly you're crying and you're depressed and you're thinking about sickness and and that wasn't really your place. So let's look at what God says about this. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 2 Corinthians 10, 12. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding or they are not wise. So number one, let's think about good things, right? We don't need to be looking at social media if it's leading us to think about things that are not good and not noble and not right and not pure. And Secondly, we don't need to be comparing ourselves in any way. It's just not helpful. When we compare ourselves among ourselves, we are not wise. Another one, Ephesians 5, 15, and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. This is one I want to break apart for a second. So see that you walk circumspectly. (laughs) Y'all know I love these translations sometimes. That just means carefully, thoughtfully, see that you conduct yourselves thoughtfully, not as fools, but as wise and redeeming. Redeeming means saving, restoring. We need to save the time, restore the time, use that time so carefully because the days are evil. The days don't naturally move towards godliness. Like this, the state we're in, we're in a broken, fallen world. Things are naturally not in a state of godliness, right? Our, our minds don't, we have a negativity bias. We're, we're automatically going to go to the negative unless we proactively go towards the positive. So we have to proactively choose to move towards positivity and godliness and thinking about what's true and right and noble. So how, how can we do this? What are some action steps? I'm going to give you four steps. So number one, unfollow all accounts that don't leave you feeling uplifted, smiling, even if it's a friend in real life, just unfollow. It's okay. You're not unfriending. You're just unfollowing. If you're on Instagram, you can mute accounts. Again, don't totally separate. This is not a personal thing. This is just how this makes you feel. This is an intake. We're going to deal with it. If someone has a bunch of sad updates, if somebody is posting negativity all the time, negative messaging, just unfollow. If it's an influencer, even if they share helpful, quote unquote, information, if it's fear-based, if it's triggering for you, 
unfollow, easy unfollow. Or if an account is addictive for you, we need to unfollow. So even if it's funny, (laughs) if you can't stop watching it, if you can't get off, if you notice when you follow this account, you are on social media way longer than you want to be, it might be time to create some separation. Now, number two can help you do that. So that's setting a physical timer or a screen time limit in your phone settings. Make sure you make this realistic so that you will follow through. So don't make it like five minutes if you know you really wanna be on there for 15 minutes and after five minutes, you're just gonna ignore the timer. I've done that before. I've set a five minute timer and I'm like, that's not, I'm, I tended to ignore it and just push through it. You know, you can override these things, right? So set it to a time that you really do want to do. And maybe that is five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, but set something you realistically want to do, but follow through. If you can't follow through, then you're addicted and we need to move to number three, which is take extended breaks. So it's totally cool to take the app off your phone. Just delete it. It's not that hard to reinstall. You can have access to most of these things on your computer, right? If you just want to check once a day, once a week, whatever, on your computer, you can do that and you don't even need it on your phone because we'll tend to open our phones mindlessly, right? And we just go to that little Instagram. You go to that little face. You, you just open it without even thinking. So taking it off your phone gives you that awareness. You can take days off, weeks off. When you do this, you give yourself a chance to kind of detox, right? And become more aware of how it is affecting you, which leads into number four, which is to do this experiment for yourself to gain awareness and recognize how it is making you feel. So put on your timer, five minutes, get on whatever social media app you tend to get on, see what happens. Five minutes, scroll, do your thing, get off and answer these questions for yourself. What are your takeaways from that time? Something something make you laugh? Did you feel happy? Did you feel sad? Are you happier or more depressed? Was it fun or was it ultimately draining? And do you feel more connected or less connected to the world around you when you come off social media? So this can kind of be a a circular pattern where you, you do this activity, you do the five minutes, you see how it makes you feel. And maybe you go, oh, well, based on this, I know I can unfollow these five accounts and try again tomorrow, right? And see how it makes me feel. And that can help you weed out these accounts and figure out what is making you feel happy, what is making you not feel so happy. And I know it is hard to stick to these rules, even when we make them ourselves, even when they're our own rules, right? Our self-imposed rules. But think about how you treat your kids. Do you just let your kids do whatever, look at whatever, scroll whatever endlessly? No, we put some boundaries on them. We go, oh, maybe you're not old enough to have that app. And you know what? Maybe we have to say that to ourselves. I'm not old enough to have that app. (laughs) But we look at, we know how this affects them. And so we put boundaries on them for their own good, for their own safety, for their own mental health. And you are no different. You are not less susceptible to some of these things. So I want you to look at this as self-care. Boundaries can be so good for your mental health. So this is this is a big step. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for listening to the end of this episode, considering 
whether you need to adjust what you're doing here, this is a spiritually mature thing to do. And that means you're growing and growth can be a little bit painful, right? It takes energy, takes maturity. It's not easy, but it's worth doing. So kudos to you for working towards being spiritually stronger and in a place where you can be a positive influence for the world, whether that's inside your home, inside your own walls, or whether it's outside at your work or church or wherever your life is taking you, because all of this matters to God. So way to go, friend. See you next week.